I'm your host, Adam Chamel. And I'm Aaron Schroeder, but of course. That's right. This is the Quack 12 podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web footosphere. And Aaron, I've been watching so much goddamn duck sports that it's breaking my heart. Wow. How about you? What's that? What's that? that? I set out to watch Hmm? four games. Four? But I only got three. Wow. Look at you. Were there four games? Hell yeah. Yeah, four games. Four duck games. Okay. Four basketball games, unfortunately. I guess one of them must have switched channels. Oh, of course. The one that I missed is mm-hmm. when we played the fucking Huskies. Didn't go to the game. Record the game for whatever reason. Ended up recording the Utah, whoever they played before us, Pac-12 women's game. Is is this the part of the of the pod where you'd like to apologize to our listeners because you said that potentially you would go to this game? If you would, then the floor is yours right now. Would you like to apologize to them? Think it over, Aaron. Nope. Oh, <laughs> the bad boy of the Quack 12. He always has been. Uh, no, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, my man, you chose a great game to not go to in that U-Dub sure. Oregon game, it turns out. We can get into it in a little bit. Because I um, did also yeah. just, I will quickly also say, I did mm-hmm. watch the other men's game, and woo. That was bad, too. That was Ooh, bad, too, in a different way. Uh, it was all bad. Uh, women's side, uh, a little different, but still kind of uh, disheartening. What can I say? Tough tough week in duck sports. But, well, um, well what? Look, I think we all knew where the men were at. So, yeah. can't be too hurt on that one. Hmm. Women won a game, moved forward, played a game where they fell behind, but then rallied back, but then... But then, you know what? Let's get into it. There, there's too, it, much, too much basketball to, to dilly dally. Uh, let's get into the fan favorite segment here. Quacks ball. So that's right. You watch both these games because uh, we are an official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast and we do our homework like. Good little duckies. Right. Now, it started off... Now, we were talking about the Pac-12 tournament. Now, we needed to make... Uh, a, I don't know if we needed to win the title game against Stanford, but I think we needed to make the title game against whoever uh, in order to get a top like four or five seed. Um, in that case, we would have stayed in Eugene for you know the first two games i do believe uh in the tournament but unfortunately we didn't so we probably won't probably will have to travel which is a bummer for me wondering yeah i I wanted to see it here so that would have been nice but no uh the ducks yeah ducks enter the big dance 20 and 11 11 and 6 overall conference record and they started off the pac 12 tournament against ucla now uh ucla was coming off of a uh, a win uh, a big time win uh and then they were going against us and it was a back and forth affair it actually was a pretty good game uh like you were saying 
Uh, Bruins led 53 to 50, 50, sorry, entering the final frame. Um, luckily, Thomas, Prince, Sabali, they really responded. Uh, actually, Thomas from, um, sorry, UCLA hit a three-pointer, and they took a 60 to 59 lead. Right. That looked pretty sketchy, a little scary there. Fortunately, we clamped down on defense. We didn't let them score for the rest of the game, and Rodgers got a bucket. Sabli hit two clutch free throws, and we were able to get out of there. Of clutch, the clutches of clutch. I mean, Sabli's playing out of her mind, uh, clearly. She and really was right, getting mugged. Oh yeah, she's been doing absolutely fantastic against UCLA. Um, I believe. Well, her and Prince. Really, I mean, and this is kind of what I've been wanting to see for a long time. Unfortunately, it was because Maddie Shear was really limited due to an injury. Yeah. But I've been wanting to see Sobley and Prince on the floor basically all the time because they're our two best players. And I, I don't know. I just like playing that kind of like big kind of basketball. Now, um, Prince finished 5 of 11 with 12 points. Niara Sabli finished 6 of 9 from the floor for 15 points. Sabli got 15 rebounds. Prince got 12 rebounds, so they both got double-doubles. Uh, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, India Rogers got 16 points, 6 assists. Um, that being said, Pow Pow and Rogers both went 4 of 13 from the floor, and that really is kind kind of where we've been weakest that and obviously our three-point shooting we went six of 17 which is 35 percent which for this squad is actually not that bad but you want it to be better for what the ducks yeah. can be you know um but ucla they really out rebounded us early on they were just winning the boards which yeah. is not really something that should be happening when you've got talented bigs like this but yeah, uh, we overcame it. It was nice. Yeah. At the very now, end. Now, I have to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. What is the deal? What is the, the deal coach? with the UCLA coach? What do you mean? Well, let me just show you, Adam. Okay. Okay. Now, as you oh. can see here, she's screaming right mm -hmm. at our player. Mm -hmm. well, look at this intimidation on our player. And then look. Okay. So then she goes. But here she comes. She's going to start screaming again. Screaming yeah. at our player. Screaming. Adam, <laughs> why are you? What? I have to tell you, I am not stoked. I think we have a on our hands. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can't just call every middle aged white lady that screams at any point a well, You're being is, is it legal to scream <laughs> at the other team's players three feet away from them? Yeah, totally. We don't really? know that. As a we, coach? We don't know that the, she was screaming at our players. She could have been screaming at her own players, and that yeah, is now, fine. Let's look again. Now, as you we're, can we're, see, we're not allowed to clearly, show this. We're not Adam, allowed to show this. Yeah. I do believe we have mm -hmm. ourselves a conspiracy, my dear man. Ooh. Ooh, boy. <laughs> okay. See, this would be the time where I play the conspiracy corner music had I made that right. for this week's episode, but I didn't. So. Another lesson to me, I, you know, I, I'll I'll do that one day, one day. Uh, I made the, I mean, I made this. Quack ball. I made yeah, that. So totally. that. Well, amazing. thanks for bringing that to our attention, though. I do appreciate that. Good job. Okay. Well, come on. We don't want to get sued by Geico. Screaming there. right at her. It's crazy. Um, okay. Now we've got against Utah. Adam, how did you feel about this game? Because I have to tell you, I was absolutely conflicted. 
Mm. Uh, for this game, I mean, I actually, because I, I actually couldn't watch it live. I was at my mysterious day job, but I did watch it uh, both like I recorded the live one and then I watched like a recapped one afterwards. Sure. And I mean, yeah, I was pissed at the refs. Um, <laughs> Kelly Graves should. Well, I'll t- I should say this. I I forgot to say this. Did you see in, in the UCLA game? I believe they interviewed him. And he's all like, yeah, everybody always says like that. I'm why am I so uh, calm on the sideline? Right. He's all like, but if you if you knew like me, it's like, I'm glad it looks that way, but I'm not calm at all. Like, I'm kind of freaking out in this Adam, one. He got called up for a tea and it, it was a pretty costly tea. Adam, I'm glad you brought it up because <laughs> I'd like to show you something. Oh, my God. OK, well. <laughs> Look at our boy dance. Look at him dance, baby. Oh, yeah. He's, he's right up. there with him the whole beautiful way. Now, wait, because he's about to get some really great pantomime defense mm-hmm. moves going. Yeah. It's a true workout. I think I'm going to add it to my regime. Mm-hmm. But do you think he's this excited because of where they're at and he needs to make sure his team is also... Oh, here we go. Big hands. Big hands. Yeah, he's showing. You need to get your hands up in the air. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're running. I've never seen him move so much. Yeah, no, he was animated. I mean, obviously he was animated. He got called for a technical. <laughs> and this but, is why uh, I'm conflicted. Because yeah. I'm proud of our boy. I'm proud mm. of him. Mm. I take back every bad word I've ever said. He's the greatest coach of all time. You just needed him to stand up and kind of show some You know, what you need heart. is a guy that'll just start throwing his hands. Get <laughs> that look right there i'll tell you this i'll tell you this everybody uh if you would like to see these wonderfully curated videos from our not only our sound engineer aaron here but our vj air uh vj aaron schroeder ac vj schroeder um then you will want to go to the quack 12 patreon which we'll get into that i believe they're our sponsor actually so we'll get that a little later but it is most definitely going to become a feature because having a terrible time focusing on the game my Mm -hmm. eyes always see everything else going on so it's gonna be beautiful beautiful perspectives it's nice it's nice uh let's hope uh youtube doesn't uh catch on to this but uh i think we'll be good this is a review (laughs) yeah i mean hey this is uh we're we're, yeah we're reviewing it commentary this is absolute leagues this is commentary don't don't sue us, baby. But anyway, so he was animated in this one. And like we said, there was that costly technical. But I mean, there was a lot they could have done. There's if they didn't want to lose this game, they couldn't have uh, they could have scored more than eight points in the third quarter. And they yeah. could have uh, limited them in the second half instead of allowing them 48 points in the second half. <laughs> Pretty brutal. Utah snapped a 13-game losing streak against Oregon. This really kind of reminded me of football, the football season. I was about to say, didn't somebody else just break their streak against us? Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Right, everybody. That's right. Oh, I forgot. It was everybody. (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) Fucking pulling up W's Are we still in conspiracy quarter? Because it being everybody seems suspicious. Okay, I'm making that say. Don't worry. I'm making that little bumper next week. Um, So the Ducks ended the first half. This is good. On a 23-7 run. Right. And and actually that first half was all us. It was looking pretty good. And it was like, yeah, this is the team I like to see, baby. Yep. Um actually this in second tar- second quarter field goal 
um, like percentages were pretty off for both teams. Uh, w- yeah, the second quarter definitely wasn't as hot as the first because like Utah was six of 16. Um, Oregon was six of 17. Neither of us are doing very well. Uh, or I should say both of us were doing very, very well on defense. Uh, Oregon, on the other hand, though, was just missing a lot of shots that they should have made, especially surprise face three pointers. Who would have thought that? Us missing no, three pointers. Oh, crap. No. Yeah. Um, so, and it ended the last eight minutes of the third quarter, eight plus minutes in the third Don't quarter. Don't even want with, to talk about this without part. Without a field goal. We did not score a field goal in the last eight minutes of the third quarter. That's really where we lost the game. Atrocious. Mm hmm. Uh, Oregon was down 10 entering the final frame. Uh, we actually reclaimed the lead on a bucket from Sabley at the 356 yep. mark. However, on the other end, she was called for a, a foul, her fifth, and she was out of the game. That's where uh, Graves was pissed. He gets called for the technical. That ends up being like a four, you know, because the, they get like, because <laughs> she was called for uh, defending a three even. So it was just a big time swing late in the game. Also, some of these fouls that are calling on Sabali were just bullshit. I, I really thought they were. Well, it was the same ref. Fouls. And honestly, you know, if you want to go back, it was the same ref from the other game. And if you look here, he's <laughs> doing absolutely nothing to calm down the situation. So you just got these two clips, it looks like. Here's what I believe. <laughs> I think... College collegiate sports hired this man from the WWE. He has no idea how to ref mm-hmm. a basketball game. He was just there because he got paid. I get you, but well, sure, I'm down with it. Any ref that a any a theory, any conspiracy that discredits a ref, I'm down with it. Um, so we lost that conspiracy heavy. We lost that one. That was a brutal one to lose. Yeah. Um, as far as let's see. Uh, the actual scorers in this game. <sighs> I mean, the same culprits. We got 12 points from Prince, 12 points from Sabali, 12 rebounds from Sabali, too. Like one, a really great game, honestly. In only 17 minutes of play, she got 12 points and 12 rebounds. Only 17 minutes. Um, uh, Prince got 12 points. Rogers got 15 points. However, she was five of 16 from the floor to a five of three. Uh, Tahina Pow Pow was seven of 18 from the floor. She finished with 17 points, however. And as a team, we were only 35% from three point range. Not terrible, honestly. Uh, 11 of 16 free throws, um, 39% from the floor. Tough game. Utah is a good team. You do got to give them credit. That was my question. And has the Pac-12 champion been determined already? Oh, yeah. Stanford. And it big is. Big time. Stanford whomped them. They would okay. have whomped us, too. But uh, it would have been nice to get to that privilege. Yeah. Instead, uh, we're just hoping we get shown some mercy by the committee. And so what does that mean for the rest of the season? Well, we're... Okay, we got the tournament, right? It's coming right. up. Um there's some predictions. The latest predictions, we won't get official predictions, I believe, until Sunday, but some have predicted, uh, like I'm on the NCAA.com. Women's oh, we basketball. have not officially released a bracket yet. Is that what you're mm, about? To not tell yet. Me? Not okay. yet. But um, South Carolina, so we're probably going to Greensboro, North Carolina, I believe. I don't know. My geography is terrible. Uh, yeah, so we no longer, we don't get to play in Eugene. That's a bummer. 
Um, we will so we we could play Boston College or Northwestern, whoever is the 11 seed, because we we will likely be a six seed. But who knows? Who knows? Uh, this prediction has this in the same bracket or, or like, you know, like a section as like Indiana, UNLV, Ole Miss, Gonzaga, Texas and Fairfield. Who knows? Hmm. Who knows? The Zags are probably going to go super far. Eh, possibly. I mean, they're better at men's basketball than women's basketball. I'll tell you that much. Oh, it's not like a school that just rules at basketball. I kind of thought they were just a basketball. They're school. good. They're just not as good as the men, as dominant as the men's team is in the oh, you know, okay. world of college basketball. So that's that. Uh, I don't know. I hope we Intriguing. win. Like I'm saying, so we'll find out. In one week, we're officially mad as hell. March mad as fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm excited for it. I'm glad you're excited. Uh, we should hop over to the men's basketball uh, season, which will, I don't know, maybe throw some cold water on you a bit, on, a bit unfortunately. However, right. first, I do believe we have a sponsor. We do. Pretty All tough right. one. Real brutal type of guests. Okay. Uh, yeah, call them guests. I call them advertisers, but. I have their, they sent it in on a quarter inch reel to reel because they said it sounded better, which I was like, hmm. what kind of assholes are these? But anyway, let me see if I can't. Hey, an advertiser is an advertiser. Oh, yeah. It's the Quack 12 podcast. Brought yeah, to brother. you by the Quack 12 podcast. Oh, yeah. Get all your quack attack needs over at quack12podcast.com. Why, yeah! And when you're there, make sure to follow the links to their Patreon, man. Oh, yeah! And then don't forget, head over to iTunes, give these fools five stars, or you tell them how much you love them. Oh, yeah! It's the Quack 12 Podcast. Whoa, I think the quack hole got me high. All right, that was a weird one. I couldn't really understand what the guy was couldn't really understand what the guy was saying. Huh? I couldn't really understand what the guy was saying. So kind of a bad kind of a bad ad advertisement in my hand, but I mean hey, if they pay. That's all I care about. The volume of the vocals to the music was Oh, it was good. I could hear him. I just couldn't really understand the words coming out of his <laughs> mouth. And uh, another thing is it, it kind of felt like the energy started out real strong and then got a little weaker. Maybe as like the voice that the guy was doing the advertising was kind of straining on his vocals. Oh, maybe. Kinda... I don't know. I mean, they're dead. Who knows what they do? Who knows? But uh, sure, yeah. Follow the Quack 12 podcast or whatever it is. Sounds good. Uh, let's get into men's basketball, shall we? Yeah, let's do it, baby. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, breaker, I want to see it again. We're still talking basketball. Quack's ball. Quack's ball. Quack's ball. Long story short, we suck. Quite Dude, frankly, for damn, real. we like got our fucking asses kicked. Pardon my French, but it must yeah. be said. Let's um, spend as much time on this as we did on that friggin' uh, 
splice video thing. Yeah, well, let me tell you this. this yeah, is, hit me, Daddy. This is nuts. Just remember, these are the three games coming into this last week that the Ducks had. Right. We went to the McHale Center in Tucson against number three Arizona, and we lost in a spirited contest 81 to 84. Nearly, nearly had them, but we lost. Then we played against number 12 UCLA in Eugene, and we beat them 68-63, right. completing a sweep against UCLA. Then against USC, we lose 69-70. to Heartbreaking right. fashion against number 16 USC. Even though we got to 69 first. Even though we got to 69 first. Now... So the, I mean that's an, an impressive one. State. Whoever gets the 69 first is clearly the winner. It should actually be that. I mean that would be pretty cool. I would love that. Oh god. That's the best tidbit of fun factualness that I love. I love it so much. It's kind of the only thing you've ever retained about basketball. It's it. Maybe that's all you need to know about basketball. For 69 wins. Um so what I'm saying is, I mean, that was three top 25 teams, the three best teams in the Pac-12, two super close battles, one on the road, um, and one win. And then we get into this. We go to Seattle, Washington, and we lose 67-78. And then we go to Pullman, Washington, and we lose 74-94. to In somewhat of a, of a crucial contest, because against Washington State, I mean, our conference record was... Well, okay, so we finished 11-9 and in conference play, uh, tied with Washington State and Washington, though I believe we have the tiebreaker. I think we're ahead of them, but still tied with them. And one behind Colorado, which was 12-8. and So we needed to win these games would have helped us get that by in the tournament. Uh, we did not though. And I mean, these were ass kickings, especially the game against Washington. That wasn't even as close as the 67, 78 score would have you believe it was just a freaking thrashing. Um, that being said, we should say this. I think this is important. I mean, Washington state put up NBA numbers too. I mean, yeah, Washington State was just draining the three. <laughs> they were killing. And it was like, it's so tough, too, because when you're hit, not hitting the three and another team is just like unleashing it on that, it just it yeah. just must be so demoralizing. Yeah, Like uh, the Cougs hit nine threes in the first half. And it just felt like, okay, good night. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. And overall, I, I mean, well, okay. Just to jump forward to the Cougs, that was a season high 94 points allowed because we allowed 14 threes by the Cougs. Wow. Uh, um, yeah. 94 freaking points and Washington state is a good team. I really do think so, but yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this because I got to mm -hmm. see that game. Yes. And I have opinions. I'd yes. like to ask, what did the overall spirit and or morale of the team feel like against the Huskies? Well, against the Huskies, I mean, it was just the, the, the Huskies just had completely were just feeding on the energy at a certain point. Well, the Ducks did have a 15 to 10 lead um, with like 11 minutes remaining. So, so I will say 
people showed up. The Husky fans did show up, probably because they knew, like, hey, the Ducks are weak this year. This could finally be a win. Right. Uh, and so we were, it was a competitive game, but then they closed that first half. The Huskies do out with a 13 to three run to go into the half up 33 to 23. Um, the Ducks just looked terrible offensively. They shot 27% in the first half. And then coming out, going into the second half, uh, UW started on a 13 to two run. And basically with that huge lead that they had, the Ducks just did everything to even get within like 11 points. And it, and they were just like wow. having to score every time, right. like trying to play perfectly. But UW was answering enough that I mean I mean it was kind of funny that like I bet you there were some UW fans there that actually were nervous, which is kind of ridiculous because they did have a big lead. But like I don't know. Uh, yeah, that being said, it was it was a bummer game. I'm glad you didn't actually go to it, even though it would have been funny for you to go to just a blowout. Yeah, I mean I would have been so I would have probably put all of my um anger on you. <laughs> <laughs> for convincing me to have gone. I'm like, that motherfucker got me out to this goddamn game and the fuckers lose. Yeah, yeah. I, I no, figured I he would just join the UW fans and just like, yay, Huskies. I mean, honestly, I would probably be so content with whatever concessions I fucking piled on top that I did yeah, exactly. or the pickles I st- like snuck in. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I know exactly. I know a really smart place to hide a pickle, actually. But I don't need to bring that up on air. Um, so here's a big reason. Here's a big reason why I think the Ducks did poorly. And I think it's pretty obvious. Sure. Breaking news we had here because it has been announced just before we recorded this podcast that Will Richardson, our star point guard, you know, like supposedly the leader of this team, um, will miss the Pac-12 men's basketball tournament. Good night. With quote-unquote illness. Now it says, Oregon will be without guard Will Richardson for the upcoming tournament. Um, I believe they just said, I I believe I've read a non-COVID-related illness. And I believe Dana Allman said that this has been affecting him since like the U.S. I think he got injured a bit in the USC game, but also... I guess there's some kind of illness now, too. I assume when they say illness that they don't mean injury. Sure. It's more of a sickness, right? Uh, well, you got to assume that. this, then. What's that? Would a hernia be an illness or an injury? Hmm. I would assume. Mm, maybe that's an injury. I mean, maybe that's a illness. I, I, I would assume I it's an injury. Like it might be an illness. Probably, and if he got hurt, up, an maybe something popped in the weird spot and... Little Who knows? something came through the muscles or something. Now it's really bad sports journalism to just speculate an injury, but uh, on the Crash sure. podcast, that's what we do, baby. So it could be anything. Let's well, let's just illness. shoot. He could, could have smallpox. He could have polio. He, the, um, the, the list is endless. Endless. That's boring. So we'll just sum it up. Probably has a herniated disc or something. <laughs> uh, diarrhea. Not an injury though. Shit. Yeah, come on. Diar- is diarrhea an injury or an illness? Okay, we don't need to go there. Um, so he's you out. Ask the question. 
He was averaging 14.1 points, 3.7 rebounds, and 3.6 assists. So pretty freaking crucial for a team that has huge stretches of just like cold streaks, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So this is going to be rough. I know he was replaced against Washington State with Frank Kepnong. Obviously, so just going big there. Uh, It didn't work. That didn't work out. I know that much. Um, So... That's a bit scary. I'll tell you this, Aaron. I think this is pretty interesting here. Now, we so the Pac-12 tournament bracket is already out, and actually the game will be tomorrow as of this recording. So uh, for you listeners, yesterday. tomorrow would, of course, no, no, Wednesday. It's the day this podcast comes out. Oh, great. Um, So on the 9th, I should say, March 9th, we will be playing against 12 seed Oregon State in the first round here. Uh, if we were to win that, we were to go against number four Colorado, and, and then and then it yeah, and then it could be <laughs> Arizona, Arizona State, or Stanford. Uh, Arizona got the one seed, UCLA two, USC three. So um, we'll see what happens there. I'll tell you this, Aaron. Yeah. If we do not straight up win the Pac-12 right. tournament then the men's team have missed the big dance and that freaking blows. I really Especially do not like for that. a school that is basically Nike. Yeah, we should be better. Now, it, here's a question because that is the only thing I thought of. With all miracles of miracles, mm-hmm. we actually win the damn thing. Will comes back. Where do you how deep do you actually think this team could even go? Um, after the first, well, if we got in, we'd be a low seed. I think it is possible that we could compete against. I mean, we have gone on the road, competed against really good teams. We've even won, you know, this season. Uh, I don't know how serious, how bad Will Richardson's injury or whatever it is, is. Uh, illness, not an injury. Illness, sorry. <laughs> I don't know how bad his illness is. Uh, but shit, man. If if I don't think he's gonna come back. If he's missing the Pac-12 tournament, it must be so serious. Uh if he did come back, I'd say maybe maybe we if well, we win that first game, it, that'd be a huge, huge win for us because it'd be against any, we'd be underdogs. I mean, basically though, every illness causes like fatigue and coughing so it's even if he were to try and play through illness he would be like a 10 percent, you know player hey who knows man you're the doctor interesting stuff i happen to have a doctorate you know yeah right here non-covid 19 related illness wow wow aaron uh tip for you baby it's looking pretty grim I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But, uh, hey, we got a tournament. <laughs> Let's see what the fuck happened. What if we won this damn thing? Does that, we, because we're such underdogs, does that mean we're good guys? Or is it because we're bad guys, we finally looked like we were finally, you know, Superman plunging doomsday halfway through the earth. Pretty sure we killed the bad guy. Well, but didn't the... we win it all? I think maybe it makes us a bigger bad guy. Well, here's the thing. 
we could still be quote unquote the bad guy, as you always say, as your as is your narrative for the Oregon Ducks, because we're going against Oregon State. Oregon State is absolutely the worst team in the Pac-12 by far. Ask me what their record is, Aaron. Adam. Yes. What is Oregon State's record? Glad you asked. The men's basketball team record is overall three and 27. And in Pac-12 play, they are one and 19. And who did they beat? Aaron, I want to say that is an excellent question. And I want to thank you for your thought-provoking question. And also just commend you on being a wonderful podcast co-host. You know... There's too many times that I take you for granted because so often in a in a podcasting duo, Utah, they beat Utah. Utah is the second worst team in the Pac-12. Are you sure it's not us? No, we actually did beat them. Uh, okay. Th- they beat the women's team, but somehow the Thank Ducks you. managed to beat them twice. Yep. Uh, so no. I don't know, man. Uh, okay. So oh, then, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that's the narrative where we're the bad guy is because Oregon State is so bad that if they beat us, they would be like, yay, we were the underdogs and we won. Right. It's still there. okay. Right. Perfect. Now then, which I'd like to hopefully maybe I could wrap this up super simply with men's basketball by asking you one perfectly placed question. Mm, I love a perfectly placed question. Let's hear it. Was it an issue this season? Officially now, I think we can start making official decisions. Was it the team doesn't get the concept of the play style? Or was it the coaching staff wasn't getting it across to the team? For the men's team, let's do both. Let's do both, actually. Oh, let's do both. For the men's team, I think those young men just were not able to fully grab the concept and focus. Um, usually, uh, you know, by the end, I, I do think there was, I don't know, some uh, some adherence to what Dane Altman was trying to install on defense. But I think there was there would just be big like lapses in focus, especially late. Uh, especially it seems like when Will Richardson is not a hundred percent, and they just didn't find that late season like fire that the Altman teams usually do. Which uh, is unfortunate. Just going to lead them to NIT, which is going to be super boring to cover. So but, you have uh, full faith in the Altman experience. You believe oh, that yeah. what his game plan is is a good one. Uh, especially because because the fact that he's doing it with a whole lot of new people, usually year after year, and you've seen it work way more often than it hasn't really gotcha. hasn't worked just the one season. Then, um, yeah, you're just like, well, next season, let's see what happens. Let's see who stays, and let's see what happens. Um, that being said, so the women's basketball team, on the other hand, this is my main thing, is I am really going to judge Graves harshly on how many of these players he gets to stay. Now, I know some are gone, gone, you know. Like, I, I believe Sabli is out of time, you know. Uh, I know Prince is coming back. And, you know, there's a few others, but like everyone who can stay, 
I would really like, especially the highly talented ones, the ones who are earning minutes right now, I want them to stay and build some continuity. I think it'd be a huge loss if, for example, like how power to transfer. I think that would be, even though she's having a tough time right now, I think that would just, anything like that would just be a huge loss. Or even with the bigs, like I really like Watson. I really like Che. If one of them were to go, that'd be rough. You can't judge the coach on the player being unsatisfied with what the coach was able to deliver and therefore deciding to leave. Well, I'll tell you this. Like, oh, wait, yes, you can, right? Because the coach failed them, so they left. Well, you know, you, some are to be expected. Like, some are healthy, um, especially when you're bringing in good talent like Graves is. But I, th- I just, it's like, I would like to see the continuity and... I don't know. This is kind of how I'm feeling. I, I just, I don't think he has Altman's ability to just grab a bunch of people and just like, boom, here's an amazing team with like, like talented players. They figure it out. Okay. I don't think gotcha. he does so that. I think he needs to build it. Is, uh, we like him, but he has to be able to keep the same players for a full run to make it make sense in year three. I think I, th- so I would really like if that. he's not able to keep players to run his program, then maybe it's time we try a different program. Also, I would say let's I would really, really like for him to bring a solid guard into the mix. A, sure. just a young, a new young solid guard, some new talent. Just because that's what he's kind of hoping for is that one day he like gets a Yanescu in the mix again, even though that's a one in a billion shot, but like even right. like, you know, three quarters Yanescu would be just truly amazing for the team. And Pow Pow has that ability. Pow Pow has that ability. It's it's just a matter of time, you know. In five years, there will probably be like two hundred Ionescu's because how there will be one thousand kids who watched her. How fucking dare you? That's all I gotta say. Um, I'm just saying, sports have a tendency to have the bar continuously raised as far as what is considered being good at it. <laughs> You're right, because there's a million Wilt Chamberlain scoring 100 points per game nowadays. Bro. Is that what you're saying? I mean, the mere fact Brother. that you could now potentially start ranking players higher than Michael Jordan is like... Yeah, but like one... Matter player. of time. It's just a matter of time. All right. Time and I space. I hope Kelly Graves is with us until he is in the graves, because in those final years, hey, he is 138 <laughs> years old. He will have... The toppest tier players you've ever seen, Adam. I swear to you. UNESCO the seventh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> totally. All right, my friend. And now um, I'm actually very excited about our, our final segment of the show. That is right. A segment that is close, near, and dear to our hearts and to the homeland. It is, in fact... That is right. I love it. I love it. Peanuts and Quacker Jacks talking about the Duck Diamond Sports. Quack, quack. And listeners, last week, uh, I had a tear-filled, I guess, apology to each and every one of you 
because I lied to you and said I was going to go out to a duck baseball game. And in fact, I did not. Listeners, you may be expecting for me to have my hat in my hands. However, it is sitting squarely on top of my head because if you look over at our Twitter account at Quack 12 Podcast, you will see a picture of a hot dog and a pretzel at a baseball game because I saw duck baseball in the flesh, my man. Yo, for real? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was one mean looking ballpark dog. The thing was huge. It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Shall we get into the food first or do you want to get into the little bit of food game? That first, I actually sports secondary. Cause I need to have what you're eating in my mind as you're telling me what you were watching. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So while I got there now, I had seen like playoff baseball there uh, last, you know, baseball season. tail end of it and um they were because of covid they were crazy limited on the concessions and they basically didn't have anything it was pretty gross but now they had the full yeah but they had the full pk park experience now what they have to offer now there was some good stuff here it didn't exceed like your classic you know kind of ballpark snacks well, it's not MLB status, of course. Or it's not like like Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you know? Like, I, I hear that they have great, like, local food that's actually reasonably priced, and they're trying to make that a real thing, where they're not just screwing you over on these concession stands and, and their crap, you know? It's not Mercedes-Benz quite, Arena. Uh, Atlanta. Oh. Yeah. But, that being said... um. Yeah, I thought they were pretty dog, good. Were baby, it was fat and juicy. Reasonably priced. So this was like, I think it was called the premium dog. And it was more like a sausage. It's kind of like a yeah. cheap sausage almost. And uh, I loaded that up with, I mean, they had just standard generic little ketchup packets. So I put one ketchup. They're not doing Ooh. the big like. No, I wish they were doing the. I mean, germs, were. contamination. It's, yeah. Give them packets. Yeah. So I did ketchup. I did yep. mustard and I did that crappy little gross relish, even though really only just kind of the nasty, like none of the pickle came out, just kind of the juice came out. So it's kind of gross. And the one whatever. red flake. Yeah. So that was all there. And then I got myself, this was the, uh, the star of the show here, a pretzel. Got myself a salted pretzel. I, this is usually my go-to that. And I love popcorn or something of like course. that. Um, but I went with these. The hot dog, unfortunately, was kind of cold. But the meat itself was pretty solid. It was better than, you know, your typical crappy hot dog meat. Yeah, it was just a big fat hot dog that looked like yeah. a sausage. Yeah. You know, was it Delicious. worth that price at a stadium? Eh, sure, I guess. Pork or beef? I felt it tasted kind of, it kind of seemed like it was pork. I'm sure it was pork. Okay, so time out. How much did a cold hot dog cost you? Oh, it costs like, I think it costs like nine bucks, baby. Yeah, it was too expensive. It's but, um, borderline. I thought you were going to say 12. So when you no. hit me with nine, oh, that I would be not bad. I mean, but I could imagine 12. Six. Yeah, six would have been like, oh, I was totally happy with it. Sure. But the pretzel was totally worth it because that thing was like 450 and was way more satisfying and basically Dude, ass it, filling. Yeah. I love pretzels. It had a good crisp on it, it looked like. Yeah, well, it was pretty doughy. But yeah, I guess it, it was still crispy enough. It wasn't like too doughy. 
you know all Uh, right yeah so i'm eating a cold hot dog i've got a pretty fucking doughy pretzel that's got a tight crisp and a good amount of salt salt on top did you have a mustard dip or cheddar cheese no i i didn't ask if there was some kind of cheese dip um you know because i was like oh maybe it'll come with it but it didn't and i was like well i'll just try this plain and i actually really enjoyed it plain okay um, so we're, I'm going to enjoy a cold hot dog, mm-hmm. a kind of doughy pretzel that's crispy with some salt on top, and I'm enjoying it. And I, I only spent, I spent uh, 10 buccarinos on my ticket, which was the max amount you could spend for a ticket because it wasn't that many people there. And uh, basically, I sat like right behind Diamond, baby, right behind Dude, home plate. Were you calling strikes and the ump screaming at you to mind your own business and let him do his job? Oh, no, man. But everybody else, I mean, the Duck fans, to their credit, were being really good at with all the, like, you know, classic baseball, like, cat calls or, like, uh-huh. you know, just, like, shit talking. That's like, great. I, there's this really w- the one great moment when, because um, we were going against Portland, uh, when the when the guy, he swings it and, like, you know, if he was a bigger, stronger man, it would have been a home run, but it ended up just being, like, pretty deep outfield and our guy just got it and it was out. And uh, the, it's, uh, a fan just did the classic, like, better go, be- better hit the gym. <laughs> Stuff like that. Stuff like that made me laugh. I mean, it's not you know, original. I've got a buddy up here that we would go to Mariner games and mm-hmm. go to the bullpen, and he would like talk trash to the bullpen to the you know opposing pitchers in the bullpen warming up before the game when the outfielders are stretching. He's like catcalling them, but it's all those perfect, those perfect baseball ones that you know the players just are like. These fucking guys with these, like, 1920s baseball things, you know? Calling people belly itchers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, there's some good ones. And I loved... It's a beautiful art. It truly is. Because you can just be an asshole. Yeah. But, like, to be one of those classic baseball razzle-dazzles, it's beautiful. Well, and I really loved the amount of, like... There's there really weren't that many people there, but there was enough people there where it's like people were feeling very confident to just like shout it out. Like it wasn't Yeah, we're having a good awkward. time. People are having a good time. There was quite a few hecklers in the crowd, which was fun. I mean, it looked I loved, like the sky was blue as hell. And it was gray as hell, but like oh. not like it was gonna rain, but it was just like kind of just overcasty. Sure. I saw three homers while I was there. I only stayed for three and a half innings. But um, yeah, I what? saw three homers while I was. I did not stay for the whole time because I had to rush here. Oh, that's yeah. right! You were just there. It was just there, baby. That's amazing. So, all right, let's talk baseball. I've enjoyed my food. I've run blocks to get back home. You will also you now. You're looking around and you're seeing that clearly nachos like if you are going there and like um like kind of hungry or just really munchy maybe you smoked a joint on the way um you should be going for the nachos because the nacho i mean they got those generic like circle little chips you know perfect that's what you but want they actually look pretty loaded and they actually look pretty mixed like well mixed which that's you key. do not I, have control over the cheese and jalapenos and chili i don't believe so like 7-eleven style 
No, I don't think you have that. But it looks like they did a good job of layering it, and that's what you need, baby. That's the important. Cool. Um, so I'll just say this: it was just a complete freaking beatdown because they were up five zero at the end of the first. Because I saw uh, a homer that resulted in three runs. It's very fun to see. That's a grand. Um, oh wait, that's not a grand slam. Not quite a grand slam. No. Um, and then uh, I saw two more homers. Uh, by the time I left, they were up nine to zero. So wow, yeah, they kicked some fucking ass, my man. Yeah, baby. Uh, it's gonna baseball now. We're good at it. Yeah, we love. <laughs> All the baseball games that I go to in person. Uh, I'm going to try. I'm Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to see some Duck Diamond sports for a while, but I'm excited to see a, soft, a softball game because I love me some softball. Either this weekend where they have a little, I don't know, what's it called? The Oregon, Oregon State tournament with teams like North Dakota State, Oregon State, Portland State. There you go. And the Ducks. Or maybe I'll see them uh, when Cal comes to Eugene and the Ducks play them. I'm going to try to see some softball is my point. Yeah. That'd be the preferred one for me, honestly. I just find it way more um, fascinating. Just the fact that they're... The pitching? The rotation? The pitch is just like, how do you fucking do that? Hey, maybe we can get someone, someone on the pod to teach us how to... Really that could actually be awesome. <laughs> oh, listeners, we love you so much. Um, well, that's been this week of Quack 12 coverage. Uh, once again, find us on Twitter at Quack 12 Podcast. If you want to help us out, why don't you go over to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five measly dollars, and you can get so much years and years worth of material, including our Quack and Time series, which breaks down Oregon football year by year, as well as uh, key special episodes that Aaron and I have recorded um, in the long history of the Quack 12 podcast. Also, if you want to help us out without giving us a goddamn time, a dime, but me instead seconds of your time, please go over to Apple Podcasts, Give us five stars. Leave a comment. We'd love you forever because it'll help other people find us. Aaron, you've made things more confusing than ever, and that's really, <laughs> that's your job on this podcast, so congratulations. I have one job to do. And you're kind of fucking it up? <laughs>